0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey everybody, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB, it's back, baby. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Better say Dodgers. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Super easy, man. Get started. So just head on over to the website today. Use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BLEAV. That's believe to receive your fifth D. That's five zero. Welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Thank you so much bet online for bringing this podcast to the people. Hey, fellas. I don't like the idea of you having to suffer through performance problems in the bedroom. It's very natural happens to most men. And when that does happen, why should you be exposed to even more embarrassment or suffering and the awkward problems of having to go to the pharmacy and the doctor's office and talk about this whole thing. No, 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 no. Get some Blue Chew in your life. Blue Chew is an amazing service, okay? A unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis but in a chewable tablet. And it's at a fraction of the cost. And the best part to me, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for Mikey Likes You listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code M-I-K-E-Y. That's Mikey at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code Mikey. Receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information, and we thank you so much, Blue Chew, for sponsoring this podcast. Listen here. If you're dieting, if you're watching what you eat, eventually your sweet tooth is going to come to get you. Cravings will creep their ugly head and rear them, and you will be in a bad way. So... Be prepared. Get yourself some magic spoon. It's what I do. I get it for my daughter. I get it for me. I get it for my wife. Everybody loves it because there's amazing flavors. And you're talking about 140 calories per serving with no grains and 13 or 14 grams of protein. It's a really, really tasty treat. It's a guilt-free trip back to being a child and having those sugary, totally decadent cereals, yet there's no guilt of all the decadence because it's not in there. Just the taste is there. It's a it's an amazing combination. All the taste, none of the problems. Like I said, 140 calories, 13, 14 grams of protein, and real quality ingredients. Magic Spoon is in fact magic. Okay. And I got a deal for you, my Mikey likes you listeners. Go to magicspoon.com/slash Mikey, grab a custom bundle of cereal, try it today. Be sure to use the promo code Mikey at checkout. Save $5 off your order. Get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com Mikey. And use the promo code Mikey to save $5 off. Thank you so much, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. With karate, I'll kick your ass from here to right over there. Oh, yeah, motherfucker. Gonna kick your fucking dairy here, yeah, yeah you the rules, now I'm pulling out your pubic hair, you motherfucker, you motherfucker. Today, I wanted to focus on a couple things that have been coming into my universe, <laughs> um, and one of the things that I commonly get questions about is... You know, obviously, it's going to be training and nutrition hit me up pretty frequently. Um, and, you know, uh, twigs on those tr- those two trees, you know. I get a lot of addiction questions. Um, but, you know, circling back to the training and the nutrition stuff. The training... <laughs> is going to be a lot of different protocol questions, higher frequency versus higher volume, how many times a week to train, how long to rest, all that kind of stuff. The nutrition stuff, by and large, has shifted to uh, how can I toggle between fill-in-the-blank trendy diet? Keto, carnivore, plant-based, Whole30, you know, whatever biodynamic is that still a thing gluten-free and as I will constantly constantly hammer home no there's no real right or wrong answer not only with nutrition but with all this shit in life I'm not an expert in pretty much everything Uh, I have like a really narrow 0.01, 0.001% thing, you know, little margin of stuff that I can say that I'm, I have some level of expertise in, but it's so small and the same goes for most people on earth. But the one thing that I can say with some level of certainty is that the older I get and seemingly the smarter I get and the more, wise and noble I become, I realize that there's so few things where there is a clear right and wrong answer. Context does matter. Situational aspects always come into play. There are circumstances that affect everything. And that is so, so, so true when it comes to eating. Less true with training, but still true. With eating, you have to really take into consideration that, you know, after, and look, there's MDs, and I have MD friends, legitimate doctors, and, you know, he or she has graduated from medical school and then been practicing in the field For long periods of time, and they will agree with me that there's still a dramatic lack of... There's a naivete when it comes to human metabolism. And that when it comes to human metabolism, we're talking about millions of chemical reactions and processes that happen every single time you put any morsel of food in your mouth and that those chemical reactions are going to be dramatically different from person to person. Okay, so when you see the guy or gal on Instagram or on TikTok telling you that if you're not eating plant-based, if you're not eating low-carb, if you're not doing full keto, you're doing it wrong, they're fucked up. And that sounds like the most... Bone-headed argument to just say, well, they're fucked up. What I mean by that is that anyone who sits there in any, from any genre, from any facet of the health, fitness, nutrition industry and says this is the way to go, no ifs, ends, or buts, no questions asked, not open for debate, here it is. They're full of shit. because even with two identical twins, if one of them was running track in the 100 and 200 meter and the other identical twin was really into art and didn't do any physical activity, the the ideal optimal way for them to eat would be different. And the majority of people who are existing, and certainly the majority of people listening or watching this podcast are not identical twins. We have dramatic uh, evolutionary reasons, cultural reasons, biological reasons why we tolerate different levels of, of carbon take. Our, our glucose disposal is totally different. Our protein synthesis is totally different. Digestion rates, digest- digestion ability of different food sources, Um, you know, just from a like a here's a boneheaded kind of bro science example. How do different cultures around the world deal with dairy? An overwhelming amount of Asians are lactose intolerant. And I don't know necessarily about like the, the Pakistan, India, Sri Lanka Asians, but certainly Korean, Japanese, Chinese, that, that part of the world, it's a, it's, a, it's a crazy amount of people who can't really tolerate dairy at all. Shift on over to Scandinavia and it's not a problem for practically anyone. Um, one of the crazy—I saw a um, documentary about evolutionary science, um, and it was—it was gear. It was made by really smart scientists, but geared towards people like me who don't understand shit. Um, but one of the f- more fascinating things, and I'll never forget this. This was ten years ago. I watched this, and I was so blown away by this. But if you measure the uh, the, the soleus, the, the front part of your calf, you know, the muscle that runs along your shin. In Middle Eastern and Mediterranean parts of the world, well, it's a few Mediterranean parts of the world, um, in places like Jordan, you know, Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran. Okay? People born there today have jacked soleus muscles, the front of their calves, just fucking jacked. Why? Because of thousands of years of walking in sand. Their ancestors have walked in sand. And so they've genetically found a way to adapt to that. And what is that adaptation? It's giant jacked soleus muscles. So I was like, wow, really blew me away. And I've told this story uh, uh, far too many times probably, but one thing that I have learned is that for those, for those of you that are going to roll your eyes when I get 10 words into this story, there's way, way more people who probably haven't heard it. So I was training for my first bodybuilding contest in, this has got to be like 2004, something like that. And my training partner at the time was a, another guy named Mike. His name was Mike Salcido. And he was way more genetically gifted than I was. He was shorter than me by about an inch, but not much. And we weighed about the same, but he was so lean and jacked. He was a really well-put-together guy, and he trained hard. And we were, like, we decided collectively, like, hey, let's do this bodybuilding contest, right? So we reached out to our friend who worked out at Gold's Gym in Pasadena with us. His name was Alessandro Comadina, and he's an IFB, a certified IFBB Pro bodybuilder. He's older now, but he was, you know, and competed against, like, the greats in the 90s. Um, and he's also a wizard with nutrition. I, we asked him to help us with our diet. Okay, so we're both about 180 pounds at the time, give or take four or five pounds, and we're both, five, I'm 5'10", he was like 5'9". Going into the contest, I was eating practically zero carbs. I started off cycling through, and I, I was eating a, a good amount, but never like high, what would be considered like a, a healthy amount of carbohydrates. And that's just because that's the way I function. Going into the show, Mike Salcedo, same, practically same body weight, was eating like 300 grams of carbs. And, you know, that, that it just goes to show you like, same size, training the same way, same age and everything, but it's just he was different. He was different. And I'm wanted to give this kind of long-winded intro to discuss the idea of nutrition as a whole, but also meal prepping. Because meal prepping is going to be a whole different ballgame from person to person. The single mom with three kids that also has two jobs away from the house, her capability of meal prep is not going to be the same as someone who works from home or a personal trainer who works at a gym that's 200 yards away from their house. I think you get what I'm saying, but it all, it also is a highly, highly, highly important integral part of sustainable, not only physique transformation and physique maintenance, but just health. The sooner you fall into the trap of just like, oh my God, I'm hungry. Where is food? Is that, that's the moment you start to let your sustainability in your diet fall apart. And I know everyone nowadays is so busy and convenience food has gotten so good and so readily available that people talk about, oh, it's the processing. It's the high fructose corn syrup. No, it's not. It's not. The reality is, is that in 19... Name a decade, you know, from the 20th century. I In Vinnie Tortorich's new documentary, which I highly recommend, Beyond Impossible, he was comparing um, Woodstock 99 versus Woodstock 69. I said 69. Um, and he was showing that most people at Woodstock 69 were not only healthy, but like, they were like kind of shredded. <laughs> All these hippies with their shirts off, and it was just people. It wasn't like it was a bodybuilding documentary. It was a it was a concert documentary, and you see this footage. You, you would have to work really hard to find a, an overweight person, and that Woodstock stock ninety nine quite the opposite. It was all these limp biscuit fans with their shirts off and man tits, right? And girls with like really bad tattoos and fupas, and. Sure, I, I, I'm sure food additives, processing, soy, whatnot, it, it, it plays somewhat of a scientific role. But the, over, the overall big difference is that in 1969, you didn't have real access to lots of convenience food. And the convenience food that you had access to was shitty, shitty, shit, shit, shit. shit. You know what a convenience store and a a, a, a a um vending machine was like. You know, you watch Mad Men, and and it's there's lots of kind of objective evidence to show how hard Mad Men worked to really nail every single detail of being in you know the the early to early sixties to nineteen seventy. Excuse me. Um, it's just when you ate food, you ate food at a restaurant or something that was prepared for you by people with understanding of prepping a meal, you know, did I just completely change the angle of my, it's better. (laughs) Um, and there wasn't a tremendous amount of access to convenience food. And by the way, convenience food in 2022 is excellent and tasty. It's really yummy like it, you uh, i don't think anyone is surprised to hear that like bags of chips or 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 pastries is like not healthy but it, but le- you're fucking li- I don't care what kind of shredded you know holistic idiot you are you're lying if you don't say hot cheetos and fucking mountain dew's delicious and fast food restaurants have gotten to be snipers at making it really readily available affordable and, and convenient to kind of get through the day because we're all kind of pressed when it comes to time. So that being said, you have to understand that, you know, making the right food choices is important. Training is important. But having the infrastructure of meal prepping is, is like the biggest part. You know, and I've told you guys, I'm not saying I'm I'm the 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 paragon of perfect physiques or health, but I'm pretty damn good, especially for a dude my age who's not on on the gas. I'm not using any um, performance enhancing drugs, you know. I look I, I look and feel pretty darn good. And the main difference is, is like I, I don't train like particularly like an animal. It's not like like legendary how hard I train. It's certainly not. Uh, the strictest diet. What it is, is that there's never a time ever, ever, when I'm anywhere, whether it be at home, working, out with the family where I'm I, I'm stuck going, oh, what am I going to eat? I, I don't know what to do. Oh my gosh, I'm starting to get hungry and I don't have food available. It's There's always, that's always taken care of in my mind, whether it be bringing something with me or knowing where I'm going and what time I can get away and what you know, restaurants around me are going to provide me with the ability to get something that I know is going to be good for me. Okay. Like it just doesn't happen, whether it be a road trip with my family or I'm going to be on set somewhere for hours. And that, that is like such a massive factor. So I wanted to really dissect meal prep and what it means and then how to get it so that it can work for you regardless of what situation you're in, right? And then there was also some odds and ends on the Patreon Q&A that I didn't get a chance to get. The people sent in their questions after I had already posted the episode. So I wanted to hit on those two. And, in fact, one of them was about meal prep. So I want to start off with that, and it was from Jenny Lee. Jenny Lee! De-le-le-le-le. And I do that in my head... Uh, every time I see something from Jenny Lee and you may be asking, well, why do you do that, Mike? Well, it's because there used to be a animated show based on Mr. T and the theme song was Mr. T, Mr. T. So for no reason whatsoever, every time I read an email from Jenny Lee or I see her name, I see Jenny Lee. For you, um, Mikey, I would love to hear about one of your go-to recipes for cooking steak, preferably not on the grill. Um, good question, because I have come to realize that not everybody grew up in a world where, like, red cooking red meat was just part and parcel for being alive. Um, that a lot of people probably because of, like, propaganda in the 80s and 90s, tried very hard to stay away from red meat. So they never thought it was important to understand how to cook red meat. But it is. And uh, you should be eating red meat. Um, and so, you know, you may be looking at this steak going, oh, what the fuck do I do? How do I not screw this up? I do prefer to grill... But I also pan fry a lot. Uh, so when I do, um, here are some tips that I will give you. The, the higher the fat content, the longer you want to cook it. And here's why. Really fatty meat, like ribeye, for instance, is going to take a while to kind of cook through. That's the thing with steak and and with ground beef is that you're going to cook the outside pretty quickly regardless. So you want to make sure you kind of gauge what can I do to not make the outside scar tissue and then the insides uncooked. So things like ribeye and fattier cuts of meat, excuse me, things like ribeye and fattier cuts of meat, you want to cook slow and low. I like to take a low to medium uh, pan. Put a little bit of butter or beef tallow in there. When it's turned to liquid, I put the steak on about four to five minutes on each side. During that time, I've already set my oven to broil, the highest setting, right? And I will take that steak off the uh, the grill off the off the stove top. And then put it right there in my cast iron pan right into the oven for about 20 minutes. Depending on how you like your steak. I like my steak rare. Very rare. My family likes it medium rare. So I sometimes will cook it a little more. But 15-20 minutes however you like. Um, Now for leaner cuts of meat. Not only do you want to just kind of go at it with higher temps. But. You want to be able to get it to a position where you can get to that middle, even though you're you're kind of singeing the outside. So with flank steak, strip, uh, fillet, stuff like that, where it's leaner red meat, I will sometimes cut it up. Um, not not so much fillet, but but uh, flank steak, flap um, flap meat, and New York strip. I'll cut it up into strips, carne asada style or fajita style, and that way you can really get the the, the pan hot, and then I can cook it, and it will be cooked evenly, even with the hot um, the hot uh, temperature of the the cast iron pan. Um, another great thing about slicing up meat like that, if you get you know a, a flank steak or you know strip, whatever. Is that then you can mix easily well cooked, well tolerated, well digested vegetables in with it and cook it at the same time. Um, So you have kind of a full meal right there. You can also do potatoes if that's a part of your diet. I um, things like uh, carrots, potatoes, things like that. You want to put on before the meat because they take a lot longer to cook than the the meat itself. Things like mushrooms and really thinly sliced or small piece sliced zucchini you want to maybe put on either at the same time or after the meat because those cook so quickly so those are things you want to take into consideration and then um you know you have you have like i make this food that i call uh food of my people because um i got it from this russian cookbook and it's Essentially, cooked carrots, potatoes, and meat. Excuse me, I used to, actually chicken, chicken thigh, and cut up into little pieces. All three cut up into pieces, and then you put it in one pot, and it comes out. You know, really. And I do, you know, like a a lot of like traditional Eastern Bloc seasonings. You know, I follow this this recipe, right? So the first time I made it, my wife, who um, her father was a Czechoslovakian immigrant. Um, Clearly, he influenced her her uh, eating very much. She ate it, and she loved it, and she goes, I feel like this is the food of my people. So my daughter and I forever, we just call this recipe the food of my people. Anyway, I when I cook the potatoes, I'm cooking potatoes, carrots, and chicken thigh in the same boneless, skinless chicken thigh in the same pan. I put in the potatoes like a good 10 minutes before I put in the chicken and then i put in the carrots another like five minutes after the potatoes then five minutes later i'll put in the chicken because you know things take a lot longer to cook certain things cook really quickly certain things don't um so always taking that into consideration and like with a lot of things in life like i've told all you people with training you could read all the manuals you want you don't know and you just got to do it and maybe you'll fuck something up Um, but just, you got to practice and then you just get good at it. Um, so that's, that's one piece of advice with meal prep. I want to say overall, you should definitely look to curate recipes that can fit your lifestyle. What I mean by that is find things that you can take with you to the office. If you're going to the office and then reheat, if you have access to a microwave or whatnot, If you don't have that, find things that are going to keep without the need for refrigeration and then needing reheating. Do I think that protein shakes is something that should be a staple of people's um, uh, people's diets? No, but if it's preventing you from getting vending machine food or fast food, yes, okay? If you work in a situation where you don't have access to refrigeration, you don't have access to— uh reheating ability then you know look get yourself a protein shake that you like drinking that's got good ingredients grab an apple and call it a day set some uh, almonds aside and then make sure when you're not at work you know before and after you're 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 getting that home cooked whole food meal because i do think that actual natural full foods as opposed to things that are isolated is it's a better choice it's going to keep you fuller and it's going to provide a fuller spectrum of uh, micronutrients but that's not to say that you shouldn't ever use a protein shake for what it is designed for to supplement your actual diet and it can be a lifesaver you know i don't i again i'm not a guy who goes to it but there was a time in a place where i was doing two different radio shows at two completely different times a night and one of them was six hours seven hours where i was in the studio and even though i did have access to refrigeration and reheating ability i had there was only commercial breaks could only be like two minutes So, you know, one of my meals was always just a protein shake and an apple or a protein shake and like a handful of almonds, you know. Chances are you have the wrong idea about the wonder drug that is nicotine, okay? But in reality, there's nothing wrong with nicotine. In fact, there's a lot good about nicotine. It it helps suppress appetite. It helps boost metabolism. It has great cognitive benefits. The problem is, is that most of the time the way we get nicotine is gross. You know, vaping, smoking, chewing tobacco, whatever it is. That's where Lucy comes in. Lucy has your back. Lucy Capsule Nicotine Pouches and Lozenges and Gum, they're all fantastic. They all taste great. Four or eight milligrams of a nice clinical dose of nicotine where you get all the benefits with none of the downside, okay? Lucy is a great product designed for people who want the benefits of nicotine without the downsides of traditional ways of getting it. So Mikey Likes You listeners, go to lucy.co, use the promo code Mikey to get 20% off your order of Lucy nicotine capsule pouches, or any other Lucy products. That's Lucy.co. Use promo code Mikey at checkout. And I have to let you know that this product contains non-tobacco nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co. Be sure to use that promo code Mikey. Chances are, oh, chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're interested at least somewhat in weight loss. So before we continue the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom, noom really understands that everyone's weight loss journey is very unique and what works for someone else isn't going to necessarily work for you. So Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible, focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work toward goals at the pace you're comfortable with. So start building better habits for a healthier long-term result that you're looking for. Sign up for a trial at Noom. That's b l e a v. Believe. That's what I'm talking about. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash B-L-E-A-V, all right? Personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful about your habits. Come on, now's the time. It is n-o-o-m.com slash believe that's noom.com slash believe so you know understand like gear your your prepping to how you live your life if you have the ability to reheat and refrigerate take advantage of that and you know if you're a fitness if you're a physique competitor things are different but most of us are not don't Trick yourself into believing that you have to eat shit that sucks because you're trying to change your diet. You know, you don't need to have bland chicken breast and broccoli and tilapia and all that stuff. You don't. Lean ground beef, lean ground turkey and and chicken breast and stuff like that can be delicious. And you can add a little cheese. I'm not saying go ham on it, but you can add a little cheese for flavor. And uh, find, again, reheatable, easily digested veggies you may be able to mix with it, and boom, Bob's your uncle, as they say in good old uh, Australia. Ground meats tend to be better than, um, like, full, full pieces of meat for the for, only for the reason that it doesn't deteriorate the flavor as much if you reheat it. Um, that I'm not saying don't do, um, you know, steak or chicken breast or whatnot, or chicken thigh. What I am saying is that it just, for convenience sake and for ease of use and comp- uh, compatibility with travel and reheating, ground meats tend to work better. Also, there's some science to show that ground beef, ground meats are d- digested easily. And it makes a lot of sense because they're already ground up. There doesn't need to be much of a digestion process. So take advantage of that. That's another thing that I wanted to point out is that, look, I encourage eating red meat. I encourage eating bison and, 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 and red meats and, and steak and whatnot. But that's not realistic for most people and most people's budgets. But bulk ground meat, it sure the fuck is. OK, so just have the wherewithal to find where you can take advantage of the nutritional aspects of red meat without destroying your finances Um, and another great aspect of red meat and and animal protein in general is that it freezes. Anyone out there who hunts knows that you take down an elk, you take down a a wild boar, you're getting hundreds of pounds of meat. You're not exactly going to be able to eat all that in the time that it keeps. You have a a deep freeze. I have a deep freeze out in my well house. You have a, a, a giant, I have a giant freezer specifically for meat, both for my dog food and for my family food. It's just chock full of meat, and there ain't nothing wrong with frozen meat because you just you realize, okay, I'm running out here in the house refrigerator. You take it out of the freezer and you put it in the fridge, and it's fine. Um, so buying in bulk is a huge, huge, huge gift when it comes to getting quality meat without having to spend an arm and a leg. You save so much money by buying direct from – Farmers, as opposed to the middlemen of supermarkets and certainly of places like a Whole Foods, you know, um, you can get really good quality meat. Uh, and this is even for you guys in urban settings. Go online. There's a lot. Everywhere has local farmers that sell direct, and they'll mail it to you. And you, you you're like, well, I don't want to spend five hundred dollars right now, but you're spending five hundred dollars to save three hundred dollars you i mean it is that much of a difference when you're buying direct and cutting out the middleman just like anything in life right i mean with these mattress companies that like to promote on podcasts or these watch companies that they don't, you can, you don't go to the mall and buy this watch you don't go to the sit and sleep or where you know the mattress place and buy this mattress you're getting it direct from the from the company itself the 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 price change is dramatic because there's no trucking and no shipping and packaging and then the price the markup for the middleman to then make a profit so i highly encourage you to look into that um vegetables it's it's tougher right i know that there is services that do like curated vegetables to your door i don't like that and again this may be a personal thing but, you know, ve- fruits and veggies go to bad so quickly. And then if you end up getting sent a good share of stuff that you don't like that much, you know, if it's like a collection of different vegetables. And you're like, well, I hate fucking onions. And you got 13 onions. You're like, what the fuck? Am-? You know what I'm saying? So onion, uh, excuse me, vegetables and fruits, I do recommend. It's like uh, something else that you need to kind of just do on your own. But they're they're cheap. Even the organic shit is, you know, you people shouldn't complain about produce. If you really take the time to think about how much you'll spend going to a different fast food place every day, you, you know, truly look at the comparison. You know, the meat I, I get, it. I have I, constantly tried to t- give people tips for meats because, yeah, the difference is pretty dramatic. The amount of calories you can get from meat at a, at a fast food joint in comparison to buying your own and cooking it, it it's, you, it's a, diff- a considerable difference with price. Um, but, but I, please heed my advice and look into getting direct from farming, um, uh, delivery because you can buy in bulk and you can freeze it and you can save a lot of money and you're getting good meat. Okay. Now, I don't think that people should be tracking and weighing their food, um, forever. It's not something you should be doing forever, but at some point you need to do it. You need to understand exactly how much you're eating because almost all of us will be shocked to realize exactly how much we're eating. So that being said, if you're in the position where you're weighing your food and you're tracking and you're measuring everything, um, it makes it really hard if you have a family because you're cooking your meal for you and you're trying to measure this. But you're also you got your boyfriend or your wife or your kids or uh, all of them. If you have your boyfriend and your your wife at the same dinner, that's impressive. But you get uh, you get what I'm saying. You have uh, other mouths to feed. Um, and even if they're, even if they are going to agree to eat the same shit you're eating, it makes it, why am I so gassy? Even if you are, you know, with a collection of people who are going to agree to eat the same thing you're eating, having to cook a whole separate one for yourself because you've weighed that out is a pisser. So here's some tips to be able to have the best of both worlds. Measuring in total, okay, um, let's say you're making chicken and rice, okay? If you're making a pound of chicken and a cup of rice, first measure the amount of macros and calories in both, in total, the amount in a cup, the amount in a pound, okay? Measure that. Then cook it when it's ready to be served, divide it up into equal parts. And you will be able to do the math of what is the macros and the calories of your portion. Okay? So the, the uh, a cup of rice, let's say it's 100 carbs and uh, 400 calories, right? And a pound of chicken is a uh, thousand calories and it's zero carbs. You know, you got it. Then you, you're done cooking. Find a piece of Tupperware or a bowl or something that you will use to measure out all of the, so it's equal measurement. You're using the same bowl and then break it up into fourths. If you were to break it up into fourths and you know that it's 1,400 calories – oh, fuck Why did I do this to myself? You break it up into fourths you know it's 1,600 calories, then each serving is 400 calories. And it's a fourth the amount of total protein, a fourth the amount of total fat, a fourth the amount of total – and and you can – that makes it very easy. I do that with my family all the time because I am a stupid meathead. And uh, I weigh considerably more than my daughter, who's eight. And I weigh, you know, a pretty good amount more than my wife. Um, I will sometimes, with certain recipes, cut it in half and give. Okay, I'll cut it in half, right? I've measured everything in total. I take half and I put it aside. I take half and I eat it. The other half that I put aside, I'll cut that in half and give half to my daughter and half to my my wife. So you could get creative, but just know that just because you're trying to find the measurements of what specifically what you're eating doesn't limit you to cooking in, in bulk. And um, that is that that will go a long way. Now, if you are married to someone or in a relationship with someone or you have kids, which is really common, especially if the kids are young and you're trying to eat um, ground buffalo and broccoli you're probably not cooking the same shit for your 7-year-old because he's going to he or she's going to look at it and be like what the fuck. So that is when you got to bite the bullet and eat something different than your family. Okay? That is a pain in the ass, but alternatively <laughs> there should be some push for your children to start to adopt better eating habits. Most of you out there, and I'm not like some, you know, complete prude that's like, you shouldn't smoke. I, most smokers who are, they know you, should, you know you shouldn't smoke. This is a fucking America, you're a grown up, smoke if you want. But most people know you shouldn't smoke. And I would venture to say everyone would say they don't want their kids smoking, right? So if you're making this really conscious effort to stay away from cigarettes... Why the fuck on earth would you then allow your kids to do it? And the same thing, if you're, if, you're, if you're bending over backwards to try to stay away from foods that you know are not good for you, most of us, especially people listening and watching this podcast, are not going to have Kraft macaroni and cheese, even though it's delicious. It's fucking delicious. And I'm not saying don't ever have it ever, but you get my point. It's not a daily go-to. So why the fuck would you give it to your kids? Are they less important? No. I understand. Look, they, their metabolisms are through the roof and they can get away with it and their movement is a lot higher than most people. But by and large, I my daughter eats cake. My daughter eats fucking mac and cheese. But it's few and far between because I have and my wife have made an effort to kind of encourage her to understand like this food that is healthy that we're trying to eat, it's actually pretty good. And you start to get tips and tricks and you start to play with it a little bit. To the point that you can find these recipes that are good, but also fit your, your nutritional needs. Um, and it circles back to, like, you just got to do the work. You just got to put in the effort. And I know it sucks, but that's that's truly the reason why most people don't look the way or feel the way they want to is because it takes it does take focus. It doesn't take as much focus and effort as most people think, but it, it, there is a concerted kind of focus, and there has to be a, a committed amount of time in your life put to p- cooking this food, packaging this food, uh, and thinking about how you're going to come up with the foods that you like, that you're also fit your life and your, t- your taste buds. Don't fucking, like... I remember, uh, Tom, you know, Tom Ford, the fashion designer. Okay. I respect him very much. He's, he's fucking awesome. Okay. I'm, i I have a Tom Ford suit, but I'm not exactly like in a financial situation where I'm going to go, but, and nor am I that type of guy. Like I don't, I'm not that fancy schmancy. Um, but I, 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 I respect him greatly as a person because he's always really marched to the beat of his own drum and he's, He's he, he's a guy like think about how crazy it is that he became this icon in fashion and he just decided he's like, you know, I really want to direct movies and just did just, just like I'm going to do it. I'm rich. So fuck you. And fuck the. He, he was like, this is a it's a really hard job. Uh, I'm really setting myself up for embarrassment because I'm really well known and respected in one field and I'm taking on a new one. It takes huge, huge guts. um Anyway. So Tom Ford, he, he, I heard him talking one time in an interview about how he said you got to work to cultivate your own style and you want to wear things that make you feel good. But don't ever wear anything just because you think it looks good if, you, if it's uncomfortable. Destroys the whole purpose. You have to find things that not only make you feel emotionally comfortable, but physically you have to be comfortable. Because if you're not one or the other, both of them are going to go out the door eventually. And the same thing goes with eating. Yeah, you want to find things that uh, are are nutritionally rewarding for you and help you meet your goals. But fuck that if it can't also be tasty to you. Okay? Don't confuse the idea of, a diet or or any type of adherence to a, an eating plan and think that that I, I now have to exclusively eat things that are, are poopy. You don't, you don't. There may be some trial and error and there may be some discomfort in the beginning when you're switching. If you're eating fast food every day, all day, uh, things that are incredibly highly palatable, it's gonna be tough. But once the transition happens, you don't have to force feed yourself things you don't like. Find your comfort emotionally and physically. Um, So, also, here's another thing. Take into consideration kind of like the environmental aspect of your food prep. Especially in my bodybuilding days. Don't completely ignore those around you. What do I mean by this? If you're prepping your food and you have fish or broccoli don't fucking take that to work tuna fish and, and bro- broccoli is a big one because you know all these bodybuilders are all into it and they steam broccoli and then they go to work and they put it in a microwave and it's like dude you're a dick save the broccoli for home you'll be fine switching to asparagus or zucchini for, for that meal, don't bring fish and broccoli and super stinky shit to your workplace if you have to food prep and take something somewhere. If you're going to eat something on a plane or in a co- enclosed car with a group of people, maybe, you know, it's not the time for, like, extreme garlic. or You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I do think that that's something that needs to be pointed out, and I had to learn that shit the hard way. I can't tell you how many times Kevin and Bean and Lisa and Ralph and all these people had to deal with my egg whites uh, in a microwave before they were like, hey, dick, <laughs> our studio stinks. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find some bone broth I can drink or so You know what I'm saying? I started to think. All right. Um, to button up this podcast, I wanted to just give you one fail safe, amazing recipe that I go to all the time. My daughter calls it Papa's Special Stew. (laughs) And uh, so you guys can call it that too. Because it's not even really for me. It's just Papa's. It can be Papa John for all I care. Um, And it's super easy to make. And I make a shit ton of it. And always, it doesn't just serve as the lunch or dinner that I'm making it for. It serves as two or three meals for the entire family uh, in days... To, to come because it keeps very well. Um and it's maximum super high protein, super healthy as far as nutrient value and again, it's easy as shit, okay? Ground bison, I like bison, but I some people don't. I don't find it very gamey. Some people do. So get yourself really lean ground beef. 10%, 7%. You just don't want to go too high in the fat because it probably tastes better, but you don't want to kind of kill, you don't want (sighs) to defeat the purpose of making these choices. What do I mean by that is if you're on a fully ketogenic diet, I understand. Okay, go, go with the higher fat, opt for it. And I'm not an anti-fat guy. You guys know this. I, I, what I am saying is that, you know, when you go with the carnivore, you go with the keto diet and you're constantly eating bacon and ribeye. Yeah. You're, Carbs are down, but you're you're taking in twelve hundred calories in a meal when you don't have to, especially in something like a pasta sauce or a a soup where the flavors are going to be enhanced by everything else in it. Go with the leaner meats. I like uh, this ground bison, great range, premium bison. It's ten percent, so you know you're getting a, for a four ounce serving, it's uh, eleven grams fat and 23 grams of protein so there's four servings in this. this is a pound so you get a pound of ground meat uh lean lean as it can be and you know so this entire thing has um let's see 760 calories and close to, you know a little under 196 grams of protein Box of bone broth. If you make your own bone broth, good for you. But it's a pain in the ass. I do not feel like it's uh, the, the juice is worth that squeeze. I like Kettle and Fire, great company, and it tastes good. Um, chicken, go with chicken or turkey, even though I think meat, red meat is healthier. When it comes to broths, you're talking about uh, extruding the collagen and the micronutrients from the bones. And meat, uh, beef bones are so big that you oftentimes lose out. The smaller bones disintegrate much more and they give out a lot more of the marrow and the the healthier stuff, the connective tissue. So I get classic chicken, kettle on fire, one 16-ounce box. Um, This has 90 calories and another 20 grams of protein. Mark's Primal Kitchen, great old Mark Sisson, makes a whole line of products I love. This marinara right here, tomato, basil, Made with avocado oil. There's no uh, seed oils or any crap like that. It's really good. And uh, there's like two and a half cups in each jar. And the whole thing um, is like 450 calories, right? So you got 450 calories, 90 calories. Uh, here we're again, with the, why didn't I do this before? And 760 calories, okay? Um, not a whole lot when you take into consideration that you're making like 10 servings you know so you mix them all up first you brown the meat get a big old saucepan put a pat of butter or beef tallow whatever you're cooking um, oil or or uh fat that you prefer i like tallow or i like um grass-fed butter i'll put about a, a little pat of butter you know like a nice little square but size of a Zippo. And then I'll put, or I'll put a tablespoon, two tablespoons of beef tallow in a giant saucepan. Okay. For made for a soup. And, and when that liquefies, throw in the meat and then beat it up, you know, with a spatula or a spoon and let it until it browns. It's not fully cooked, but it's mostly brown, you know, with little, little bits of red or pink showing through. Okay. Usually takes about two or three minutes at that point, dump in this fucker, Dump in this fucker. Wait about 20-30 minutes. Boom. You have a soup, uh, uh, or a or a stew, as my daughter says, that will feed the entire family, and it's absolutely freaking delicious. Salt to taste. I will warn you that remember, bone broth has a lot of natural sodium in it. So I still add sea salt. Um, but be careful because you you're already have something that the, the meat and everything is going to be um, absorbing a lot of that sodium to begin with. So just, you know, take it slowly and taste it. It, I, I, people love this. It tastes like it's not healthy. <laughs> um, it, then you can sprinkle Parmesan cheese on your kids or, or, other people who aren't necessarily watching their diet as closely, you know, sprinkle some cheese or melt mozzarella on it. It, it is a, a family pleaser and it makes a shit ton, and you can have a giant bowl of it for relatively low calories and a lot of protein and a lot of nutrients, okay? Add in zucchini. Add in black olives. I've done both. Um, you know, play with it, But that's a, and that's a go-to. It takes you so little time and effort, and then when you're done, you're probably not going to eat the entire thing. Go ahead and put it in Tupperware. It keeps really well in a fridge for a long time. And you can have it for lunch the next day. And then you've already kind of checked off a couple boxes there. You're having one meal in the moment, and then you have another meal for the next day uh, that you could then heat up at work. And it won't offend anybody because it doesn't stink like poo. Um, And that's just one kind of uh, really easy. You know, I I wanted people to see that you don't have to get completely elaborate. I like to get geeky with cooking because I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the process. But that doesn't mean you have to. You can just have things that you can throw together last second that are that good and that then can subsequently be packaged and eaten the next day. Um, and uh, really lean on ground meats. It's easy to just throw those in there. Me- it's easy to measure because they're already ground. You can just take a hunk and measure, get your six ounces. You're like, boom, throw it in a pan when it's hot, dice up the veggies, go with it. Boom. And then if you are you still have the, some calories and stuff to play with, put some, melt some cheese on it. And that's it, you know, and that's like super good, solid, healthy, go-to meal that takes you zero effort. Well, not zero, but you know what I'm saying. Make double, package some. Leftovers are your best friend. When you put in the effort to make a good, healthy meal, why on earth do you think it has to just be that one meal? You know, ain't nothing wrong with having uh, ground meat, potatoes, and uh, zucchini or asparagus, whatever, that you cook the night before for breakfast. I do it. All right. Uh, apples are great because not only are they incredibly healthy and incredibly useful, especially for the physique athlete, but they travel great. They You can take them anywhere. And you don't need to heat them or anything. Pop it in your purse if you're a lady. Pop it in your briefcase, your bag, your whatever, your fanny pack if you're a real G. And you got got a really good, solid nutritional tool on your hands. Uh, Greek yogurt is excellent. Some people don't do dairy. I get it. But um, I will say that even if you're pretty lactose intolerant, um, yogurt tends to be different because it is fermented. Um, So people tend to tolerate it better. And Greek yogurt is better than others because it's higher protein. The way they process it, the way that they kind of, I don't know what you would call it, but the, the, the process they, they go through to make Greek-style yogurt in comparison to regular yogurt, um, it, it brings out lower sugars and higher protein, and it is really a great effective nutritional buddy of yours because it's easy to just plop it in there. I, I'll throw collagen protein powder, if you find a healthy, delicious one, Get collagen protein powder, chocolatey. Pop it in Greek yogurt. Boom, 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 boom. Tons of protein. Uh, very healthy. Dairy calcium has been shown to be great for people who are looking to lose body fat. It's filling and it tastes like uh, tastes like you know some type of puddingy cheesecakey dessert. All right. I love you, all of you. In this crazy, mixed-up world that makes you think that nobody cares, remember one thing. I do. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.